Ladies and gentlemen, they got her. Elizabeth Holmes has been found kind of sort of guilty on four of the 11 counts. Contrary to popular news stories, she was actually taken immediately from the courthouse in a U.S. government helicopter and is being housed on Epstein Island. Awaiting sentencing. She's out on bail and she's free to do whatever the fuck she wants to do. America. God bless America. Let's start the show. Welcome to the show. This is I Can't Complain. My name is John. The Elizabeth Holmes math is pretty simple. She's facing 60 to 80 years. She's pretty. She's white. She's got a kid. She'll do 10 max. Absolutely max 10. I was thinking 20 and my friend Sam set me straight. She said 10. Maximum. She's pretty. I didn't. Re- I had to throw that in there too. I said she's white. She's pretty. She's got a kid. That's 10 years max. Sam's right. Now I'm reading maybe as few as three. Some people are arguing no jail time. I don't know. We'll continue to follow it. It's going to be a long time before she gets sentenced because her co-conspirator, Sonny Belwani, is going to have to go on trial. And then he's got to go second. Nobody really wants to go second. Well, you know, separate trials. Nobody wants to go second because she's already, she's already facing jail time. So he's a little fucked. So we'll revisit that when it's time to revisit that. But I can't continue to report on this saga every goddamn week. Elizabeth Holmes, she didn't say, you know she wants to speak, but she didn't say anything after sentencing because she's smart. Everybody says to be yourself, but really you need to know when to be yourself and when not to be yourself. Don't always be your fucking self. That's a misconception. She said, I'm not going to be myself. I'm not, I'm not going to speak. I'm not going to show my face. I'm going to hide. Good for her. If we don't hear anything from Elizabeth Holmes until sentencing, then she's good to go. Three years probably. Three years, maybe zero, who knows? Maybe she'll flip on Sonny and actually give the government what they need to give him even more jail time than she got. Who the fuck knows? We'll see. Can Some people say to be yourself. Don't be. That, that's my advice of the day. Don't be yourself. Whatever you do, don't be your... You know, you can, you can be yourself sometimes, but don't fucking be yourself all the time. That's fucking ridiculous talk. All right. Um... We got to talk about it. We got to talk. I was going to hold it over until the end, but we can't, we can't hold it over until the end. Bob Saget is dead. And that is sad. I liked his podcast. It wasn't, um, comedy. It was more like a, it was almost turning into like a self-help podcast, but I was actually listening to his podcast just yesterday morning. I'm recording this on a Monday. He died on Sunday. So, um, I was listening to his podcast yesterday and then he turned up dead I was enjoying my Sunday night watching Sunday night football and Bob Saget had to die and fuck all that shit up. Bob Saget was funny. Not as funny as Norm MacDonald, but he was funny enough. I I remember like, I'm not sure if it was, uh, I know I bootlegged it. This was back when I used to tour and everything. I bootlegged one of his specials. I don't even know if it was a special. It was a stand-up act that he did. And... I remember the video started like in the middle of a joke. Like it was just like the punchline to a joke. I don't think that it was like edited this way on purpose. I just think somebody started bootlegging it like after it had already started. But the special started, it was just, the special started and he was just finishing a joke and Bob Saget just said, cock shit fuck. And that was, that was the way the special like started. Cock shit fuck. So I know, I know one thing. Anytime I hear the words cock shit and fuck in that order for the rest of my life, I'm going to think of Bob Saget. So, uh. Bob Saget, you know, 65 years old, he died in his sleep. 
He died in his sleep, and they said, uh, they said drugs don't appear to be a factor. And I said, God damn. I, I said, what a, what a boring way to go. I was hoping that drugs would have been a contributing factor to his death. I was afraid, actually, when I heard the story that it was suicide because he was pretty like, he was pretty down after the death of Norm Macdonald, and and clearly like he was not in like a great like mental space. But uh, yeah, I heard that he had died in a hotel room. And, I thought of uh, I thought of people dying in a hotel room. It's normally drugs or uh, a little asphyxiation or something like that. And uh, no, it wasn't any of that. Evidently, he just died peacefully in his sleep, which is technically a good way to go, but not a very exciting way to go. So I was hoping drugs were involved, but evidently they weren't. Rest in peace to Bob Saget, man. Part of my childhood, not necessarily on Full House. Um, although Full House was, it was an, it was an okay show. Um, but, uh, America's Funniest Home Videos is where I remember him in like the early to mid nineties. That was my initial exposure to Bob Saget probably was through America's Funniest Home Videos, which I feel like he took that job kind of like Joe Rogan took Fear Factor, like begrudgingly just for the cash. And I've, I kind of respect that, but, um, family matters. Or um, Full House, sorry, not Family Matters. I was talking about Full House and Family member, Family Matters with my friend. And uh, Full House, regardless of what you think about the show, it's you know, kind of cheesy. Um, one of the top ten intro theme songs of all time. If I wasn't worried about some copyright bullshit, I'd play it here. But yeah, Full House, he was he was on that. He was on Funniest Home Videos. He He was a dirty comic, but as it turns out, like... Just listening to his podcast and uh, getting to know him again through that. He was actually probably closer to the person that you saw on TV in Full House than he was being a dirty comic. Like, he appeared to be, like, a genuinely, like, nice guy that cared about people. And, uh, yeah, he'll he'll be missed. Bob Saget, um, it's, uh, jo- it's not even a joke, but, you know, I've been waiting... <laughs> We joked after Norm MacDonald died, my friend and I. I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Dirty Work, but the movie Dirty Work, I was like, well, Norm MacDonald's dead, so um, Bob Saget, who produced Dirty Work that Norm MacDonald was in, I was like, I guess we aren't getting a Dirty Work 2, and now I know for a fact we aren't getting a Dirty Work 2. The last surviving cast member from Dirty Work 2 is going to be Artie Lang, of all people. So... What else do we have going on this week? A coronavirus, guys. Coronavirus. Uh, we need to admit the coronavirus really has staying power, and I respect that. But what it's doing now, it's coming on a little bit too strong. I don't know if you guys have noticed that. Coronavirus coming on a little bit too strong. I think it's overplaying its hand. It it works better as a sniper, you know, just hiding, picking people off, than it does ambushing us. I think it's going to ambush. I think things are going to be bad for a week or two here, and then things are going to you know, get a little better because it's just going to run through us way too fast. Delta, Delta showed a little bit of restraint, and I respected that. Delta said, you know, I don't, I don't know when I'm going to get Delta Omicron. I just feel like I'm, I can walk out my door and get it right now. Everybody's sick. Not as many people are dying, but everybody's sick. I, I can't fucking go outside without risking death at this point because I'm not... I, I, I'm not. In, I'm not in good shape, guys. I, I, I could kid you and tell you that I'm in good shape right now, but I'm not in good shape. Rapidly gaining weight. I've, I've stopped drinking coffee over the last two weeks. I haven't had a. I had one shot of espresso a few nights ago, but I haven't had a decent cup of coffee in two weeks. I've switched to tea, so I'm just sipping on tea. 
sipping on tea, becoming morbidly obese, waiting to die of Omicron. That's what's up, that's what's up here. That's what's going on in my world. I'm just trying to be happy where I am in life, which is what defeated people always to just be happy where you are in life. You can find happiness even if you're not where you want to be, though. One of the um, happiest times in my life is when I lived across the street from a whorehouse. I haven't told you guys that little story. I was living in the middle of nowhere, and uh, we had some roommates, and it was just a house. And across the way, I noticed that uh, there were girls uh, leaving that house almost every day to go work the streets. One of the girls, it was sad because she was probably barely of age and she was put out on the street. And It was very clear that she couldn't come home until she made her required amount of money to pay her pimp. But I lived across the street from that whorehouse. And it, I used to just go, I used to get up early and just make a cup of coffee and just sit out on the porch and watch all the whores go to work. And that was something I really enjoyed. You know, we didn't have cable. We we didn't have cable TV. We had illegal satellite, which sometimes worked, sometimes didn't. But the best entertainment that I could have on a day to day basis was watching the whores go to work. It also provided me with one of the scariest like wake up experiences of my life. I don't know if you guys have ever heard a battering ram go through a front door of a home, but I was asleep one morning there, and I just heard a horrifically loud sound and I'm a I'm a sound sleeper but I just heard a horrifically loud sound I look out the window and the cops had raided the place and busted in the front door with a battering ram I tell you what a battering ram will wake your ass up I sleep really solidly I sleep so solidly to the point to where I could do 12 if I go to sleep and there's and um no and I don't set an alarm I could do 12 hours easy I'm a real sound sleeper I'm such a sound sleeper that actually at one point I had uh, roommates, and they were having band practice, and uh, I woke up the next morning, and they're like, yeah, sorry, we woke you up with our band practice, and I was like, I didn't, you didn't, you guys didn't wake me up, they're like, you didn't wake up, I was like, no, I didn't wake up, they're like, well, the neighbor called, the neighbor called us, because we were band practicing too loud, she said it was too loud, and the cops came, the cops played a visit to our house last night while you were asleep, I said, well, you just should have, you should have, like, (laughs) you should have just showed the cop my bedroom and said, look at him. He's not He's not even waking up, and he's two rooms away from where we're band practicing. I can sleep through anything, guys. I can sleep through anything, but you can't sleep through a battering ram going through a whorehouse door. I lived in Latin King territory then, too. That was an exciting place to live. It was... We were on the verge... It was as close in America as you can get to living in a third world. Which I've been thinking living in a third world country wouldn't be so bad. Because everybody always talks about first world problems. That's what everybody else, everybody would be like, oh, these are first world problems. These are first world problems. Nobody ever talks about the opposite of first world problems, which is third world freedoms. You've probably never heard of the phrase third world freedoms, but I'll tell you what it is. I was watching television the other night. And I saw somebody washing a pan in the river. I saw a woman washing a pan in the river right next to where people are bathing and people are washing their clothes. Meanwhile, me, when I go and pull my dishes out of the dishwasher, I pull them out of the dishwasher and I double check them to make sure that they're clean enough, that there's not any spots on them, that they're clean, that I'm I'm paranoid that I'm going to use a dirty dish. Meanwhile, she doesn't give a fuck. She's not worried about whether her dishes are truly clean or not. She's just worried about dunking them in dirty river water. She's worried that she doesn't accidentally rub him up against an old man's ass while he's cleaning his ass in the river right next to her. She's not worried about the things that I'm worried about. That's a third world freedom right there. That's the freedom to be 
to be free. You Can you really be free unless you live in an impoverished country and wash your dishes in the river? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. She's not worried about hand sanitizer. She's not worried about wearing a mask. She's not worried about catching COVID. She's not worried about getting boosted. She's just worried about cleaning the shit off of her plate to a respectable level to where the flies don't swarm on it. And I respect that. I respect the shit out of that. Meanwhile, me, my dishes are sprayed with 450 degree water for two hours and I'm still worried they're not going to be clean enough. It's a third world freedom. I'm talking about the freedom to when you have a kid and that kid comes out and he's sort of not all right. You know what I'm talking about. That kid pops out and his head's a little oblong and you say, guess what? I'm going to take him into the jungle and make sure that nobody knows about this and nobody ever investigates. That's a third world freedom. It's the freedom. (laughs) It's the freedom that everybody in America wishes they had. The freedom to eat off dirty dishes and abort their kid two weeks after he's been born when he's showing developmental issues. Real freedom. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about freedom like you can march and protest cuz how many how many people have ever wanted to protest anything? A majority of Americans haven't ever wanted to protest shit. But a majority of Americans have wanted to abort their newly their newly birthed child and clean their dishes to an unsatisfactory level. I mean, what are we as Americans really holding on to as 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 the so-called freest country in the world or whatever the fuck. We're holding on to freedom of speech, which I use here on a daily, not a daily, but a weekly basis. We're holding on to freedom of speech and we're holding on to, I don't know, the ability to go to fucking Disney World and ride a roller coaster. That's what America really is. It's di- it's Mickey Mouse and roller coasters. That's what America really is to me. You might be one of those people, by the way, that love riding roller coasters. Not for me. Not for John. John's not riding roller coasters. And you know why I'm not riding roller coasters? Because I still have my basic instincts intact. My basic instincts to tell me not to sit in a small wooden box that goes at high speeds and goes upside down. Well, you know, you're just strapped into that wooden box with a lap belt that's equivalent to a piece of dental floss. Good instincts. My instincts tell me not to get on a roller coaster. Meanwhile, for most Americans, all they want to do is work they want to work 11 months out of the year and then take a two-week vacation to disney so they can ride fucking roller coasters and eat fucking desserts and take a picture with mickey mouse meanwhile me over here i'm just i don't wish to go to disney i wish i lived in a third world (laughs) i wish i lived in a third world country so i don't so i don't have to worry about washing my dishes properly yeah. Meanwhile, on the other side of the globe, there's a man who doesn't worry about washing his dishes. There's a man who doesn't worry about feeding himself. There's a man who doesn't worry about anything because he's found a way to do nothing and do it successfully. Let's listen about this man. A man who calls himself, what's he call himself? He calls himself the uh, do-nothing rent-a-man because you can rent his services, but he won't. he's not going to do shit. Let's listen to this. CBS Sunday morning. Take it away. Welcome back to CBS Saturday Thank morning. Thank you. This Saturday morning. Sorry. I thought it was... I thought it was CBS Sunday, CBS Saturday morning. Take it away. Perhaps nowhere more so than in the hardworking nation of Japan. But one man has... Everybody else works hard there, but this man refuses to do that. He's smart. Doing quite the opposite. From Tokyo, Lucy Kraft has the story. Most days, Shoji Moriboto has appointments with a steady stream of clients. His service is as popular as it is peculiar. 
He bills himself the do-nothing rent-a-man. I lend myself out to do nothing, which means I don't make any special effort, he said. Amen. No drinking or simple chit-chat, that's about it. And that's enough for this customer who requested anonymity. For his mostly female fans, Rent-A-Man offers a safe space. Wouldn't you also request anonymity if you were just paying someone to have lunch with you? I mean, I, I get... I was going to say you shouldn't be embarrassed by that, but you probably should be embarrassed by that. Let's be honest. No judgment, no strings, and on request, no talk. No judgment of him. I'm judging them. I'm judging the people that pay him more than him. Other people think about not being a burden, she said. It's exhausting. This kind of escape is important. Rent-a-man has struck a chord in this workaholic and conformist country. I just want to say straight up, straight off the bat here, that you can rent me. Anyone that's listening to this, Hit me up on the voicemail and you can rent me. You can rent me for various services. I'll eat lunch with you. I'll eat lunch with you and then you can take you, you can take me home and have your way with me if I if I like the meal. Surf and turf will get you things that you can only imagine with me. It <laughs> You can have access to every hole of my body with a nice surf and turf dinner. Let's He's be collected real. collected almost a quarter of a million followers on Twitter. In his pre-slacker days, Morimoto bounced aimlessly from one job to another. Out of desperation and on a lark, he decided to rent himself out, charging only for food and car fare. Thousands of encounters later, Rent-A-Man's experiences have earned him royalties from four books, including a manga comic about joining clients at museums in Disneyland or providing... Disney! Disneyland! Oh, no! Oh, I rail on Disneyland, and then this guy's this guy's got a comic book about him going to di- some fantasy Disneyland experience with a man that doesn't do anything. I guess you ride the roller coaster while he stands at the bottom and eats, or something. it looks like all he does is eat. But he is in very good shape, and I I think he's almost forty years old, but he looks like he's twenty two. Evidently, doing nothing is good for a person. Support for a divorcing spouse. His signature blue cap and backpack and his inexplicable success inspired a semi-fictional TV series last year. I have plenty of critics, he said. They say, get a job, but I don't feel the need to answer to anyone. Get a job, boy! His next client was 44-year-old healthcare worker Tamami Miyazaki. With my friends, I'd obsess over whether they might like the bar I chose, she said. With him, I don't give a shit. There's no drama. At 38, the father of one said he has no plans to retire. Nothing's more fun, he says, than doing nothing. Can you really retire if you're not doing anything? Lucy Craft, Tokyo. Hey. Good for that guy. That guy's managed to make it. That guy's man. Sorry, that guy's managed to create a business out of nothing, literally doing nothing and eating dinner with people, having a light, having a light, late lunch with people, where he doesn't have to pay for it and getting getting a free shuttle there. That's basically what that guy does. He's in America. He's not even in America, but I'm going to go ahead and declare that individual an American hero. Somebody we can all look up to. Somebody that we can respect. Finally, somebody that we can... I don't know. The next time you're eating lunch alone, you need to realize that you might be able to get paid for that. So, list yourself. Find a way to list your services. The the do-nothing man should be an inspiration to each and every one of us. Good for him, though. I'm not going to knock him. It's actually like the core demographic that I'm going for with this podcast, I feel like. I feel like a majority of my listeners do nothing. 
It's time for the new segment that's been done once before on this program. I did it with Jason last time. It's the new segment, Throwaway Ideas, that I don't have anything else to do with. I have a few ideas here. Um, first idea, I feel like I would thrive in prison. I like small, cold, dark spaces, and I like ramen. Next throwaway idea. One of the greatest pleasures of being an adult is getting to keep your ass clean, and for that and that alone, I'm glad I'm a human. Next throwaway idea. This one I'm going to expound on because this is this is something that you guys actually need to do every day. Touch physical money every day. Get intimately acquainted with hard currency, even if it's small denominations. You need to feel like fortune is, re- is within reach, even if it isn't. Let's be honest. A lot of you guys out there, you've been running that debit card and that credit card a little too heavy, and you're in debt. You haven't seen a physical dollar bill since 2018. I want you to go outside, and I want you to... Go to the ATM. Go to your nearest ATM and withdraw a few 20s and hold them tonight. Grasp them close to you as you fall asleep. You need to be intimately acquainted with money because if you don't know what money is, then you won't know how to get more money. Some of you guys need to You need to sleep with money. You need to be with money. You need to become one with money. You need to get intimately acquainted with money, even if you don't have it. I know most of my listeners are dead broke and don't do anything, but those of you that have a, if you have any money in your bank account, you know, go withdraw it today. Go withdraw it today and sleep with it tonight. Sleep on a bed of money and tell me you don't feel better when you wake up in the morning. I keep a few 20s close to me at all times. Nowhere in my life do I go where I can't, where a few 20s aren't within reach. I like knowing that I have a little cash on me at all times. If you see me in the street and you want to jack me, you can jack me and you'll get at least 60 bucks and you can bet that. You can bet that shit. Hard currency. Everybody says, oh, use a debit card, use a credit card. I use a debit card, I use a credit card. I rely on my debit card, I rely on my credit card. But if somebody says, you know, I'm not taking credit cards today, that's when you whip it out. That's when you whip out those 20s and you say, that's not a problem. That's not a problem because I carry cash. Carry a $100 bill too. Keep a $100 bill tucked close at all times. $100 bill. The most sought after thing in the world is an American $100 bill. And I bet you don't even have one right now. Go get a $100 bill. Go get a few 20s and keep them close. So you can feel like something even if you aren't. I mean, shit. I'm trying to give you guys tips for success and it's not working. The listener base of this program continues to get more destitute and more poor on a weekly basis. It's fucking sad is what it is. I probably do have the, uh, of all the uh, programs out there, of all the podcasts out there, I probably do have the highest amount of listeners with community college degrees, and I'm realizing that really goddamn quickly. I don't have two listeners with $20 to their name, but I think every single person that listens to this is probably not working and has a community college degree. And I'm not trying to bash community college, but let's be honest. A lot of you guys, you peaked at age 22 playing community college football. Do they even have that? You peaked at age 22 playing community college football. And that's all there is to that. You just... Stop living in the past. Stop flaunting that community college degree. Stop flaunting that community college degree around town and instead get a few 20s. Get some 20s. It's really, in fact, in certain areas of certain towns, I wouldn't recommend doing this, but I want all my listeners this week. This is a little, uh, I was going to say, like, I'm challenging you to do this, but really I'm requiring it. Withdraw 60 bucks from the bank. 
and walk around town rubbing those $20 bills together and then, until somebody notices. And somebody will notice really quick. They'll... He, I'm not even saying I'm not even saying that they'll necessarily like see you doing it. They might just hear the sound. Somebody just uh, let's just say you go into the nearest like just walk into a department store. Go to the ladies set, man. I want you to go to the ladies section of your nearest department store with, with three twenty dollar bills and rub those twenty dollar bills together until a woman takes notice and she'll say this man's actually worth something. I don't know what his net worth is, but he's worth at least sixty bucks. Because I can hear those twenties, I can I can hear the texture of U.S. American currency, and she'll hear that. She'll turn around and she'll see you for what you really are. She'll see you for what you really are, which is somebody that doesn't really have a future, but he's got sixty bucks on him right now. This is a man that does nothing. This is a man that does nothing, but we can go across the street and have a late lunch together, and then you'll be sitting in that you'll be sitting in that restaurant. And you'll be hoping that she doesn't order too much food. But you'll finally have some companionship for once in your life. For once in your life, withdraw 60 bucks and go take a broad out to eat. That's it. Bye. All right, Michelle, you can't have a horse in the living room. And cut. Cock shit fuck.